gods are my gods. We are so absolutely delighted to be back here with you. We took a little bit of a break for some eclipses, for some of that Mars retrograde vision questing that's always good to do, and are now back, replenished, more grounded, and just more inspired than ever to continue on. We've been doing this series where we go through each of the signs in the zodiac, looking at some of the deeper soul dynamics within each of the signs and unpacking some of those profound inner workings of the archetype. This is our sixth installment, which means we are all the way up to Virgo. We have a different podcast about Virgo called Blessed Are the Virgo that I super recommend. It was actually one of those moments where it was kind of being revealed to us as we talked about it, Mm -hmm. these deeper layers of the onion about these parts of Virgo that are really often hidden. And yeah, I just really recommend giving that a listen. Um, So one thing that I was thinking about is just that astrology itself shows us how to live. It shows us how to move consciousness through time and space. So something about that Leo, where you find what makes you shine, you find your expression and your heart sun, and you know, maybe even you want to be rich and famous, whatever, you know, but you find that part of you, it's like, I want to create. And then you go into Virgo and it's time to do the 10,000 hours where you actually perfect it. And then you go to Libra and then it's time to collaborate and be in relationship and to navigate social dynamics, but that you need the Leo first. You need to know who I am and what I want mm-hmm. first. Then you need the Virgo, the skill, the discipline, mm-hmm. the humility to then put your ego, you know, to a side to learn and grow and perfect. And then you're ready to collaborate. And obviously life doesn't go in such a linear way. Everything's happening all at once, but just in my own, you know, exploration of my, uh, unpacking and unraveling codependency. I'm just really how realizing that there's a lesson in there for me. If I go back to my Leo first, if I go back to my heart first and get clear mm-hmm. about that and then put it through that Virgo gym of the skill, then I'm that much more prepared to collaborate in Libra. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there's something really powerful about us being able to break these, you know, just like all of reality is going in these not linear ways necessarily, but you know, everything's happening at once. Everything's all connected. Like, you know, everything's birthing and dying and, you know, there's, but there's these seasons that we have and that puts things into perspective. There's like a ritual about life, about the timing of life. And I think that there's something so powerful about us being able to explore the signs, the, you know, the 12 developmental stages that humanity has been able to identify and be able to slow it down, break it apart so that we can really understand that, that dynamic between them so that we can help. Like for me, it really helps me see how the desire for perfection, the desire for, to be masterful (laughs) in Virgo has actually caused me to compartmentalize or control in certain situations 
to where it shuts my heart down. It shuts my natural expression down. You know, even for, for instance, in, within this container of the podcast, you know, there's, there's this way in where, in which the, the, um, the platform or the method itself, um, separates me from that immediate connection with like the audience, you know, they're this now elusive, um, uh, character and, and that has caused it to where it's like hyper activates my Virgo to where then it's, it's not as natural of an expression or my heart has really needed to be worked out, you know, to be able to open myself in that so that the Virgo desire for perfection doesn't take me out of my body Mm. and out of that natural, um, relationship that's really happening. You know, that dance within the, in the musing that real, I think magic really happens. And, um, yet being able to also honor the parts of the Virgo that need to structure and that need to be willing to fuck up, be willing to, um, to, to work hard, to humble oneself and say, okay, I'm going to listen to it. Even if I cringe when I hear my own voice and I have a whole dysphoric moment, you know, and just like be, um, yeah, I think there's something about that that really like humbles the ego in a way that allows for then that um, opportunity to also then collaborate, mm-hmm. you know, and the challenge is there, which is like, if I'm not connected to my heart and it shuts down my expression, if I'm then um, overly concerned with perfection, then it can hinder what I bring to the table of the collaboration of us. It can take me out of the rhythm. You know, it's just like in partner dance, even it's like, if that, if those things mess up the opportunity to bring oneself and to, to listen and be in the flow, then it's so much harder to be able to listen to the cues of the other person and be in the, in the rhythm of them, you know, and with them. And then like share in that creativity that's then almost like that I'm seeing it like bring the Libra back into like almost a Leo experience mm. where it's like when we're able to bring that, then we get to then share another like area of creativity. You know, it's like that, that collaboration leads to another spontaneous evolution Yes. That's magic, you know? Yes. And that's that potential. I mean, Virgo is Mercury in Earth. Yeah. And there's something so fucking tricky about that. Mm -hmm. Because on the one hand, you're dealing with this part of Virgo that is tremendously grounded. I was thinking of everything we've been talking about in terms of Gemini and the Mars retrograde and how Gemini has that ability to travel through the entire psychic world web, but it also has the ability to fracture. Mm-hmm. It has the ability to see how all of these different pieces of data fit together to form cognitive frameworks and to create evolutionary new possibilities within the intellectual sphere of what we can potentially imagine and totally transform how we understand ourselves and society and all sorts of other living things. And you take all that mercury power and you put it in the earth. Mm-hmm. There's that engineer, that Mm -hmm. surgeon side of Virgo that you're not seeing necessarily just how cognitive pieces of intellectual information fit together. You're seeing how entire systems, material and thought systems all fit together. And that's part of the great gift of Virgo and at the same time 
I think it has that potential to be so embodied, right? In the earth medicine, in the garden, in the health, in the body, in the martial arts, in the archery, whatever it is. But it also has the ability to then jump out into its mind, look back on itself, objectify, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and be looking through all different kinds of sort of tripped out mercury lenses. Lenses and software programs, like deep collect like collective programs too. You know, you think of the square of the Sagittarius, of that philosophical philosophical or what is our mission, what is our, you know, religious um, program that we're running is like, what's our purpose and how we're meant to be. And then that can really, that does deeply affect the way that those programs then root inside of our bodies mm-hmm. and fix us. And that moment where the quest for an embodied sense of mastery connected to the material world becomes this outside objective observer of, am I doing it? Is precisely where the shame comes pouring in Mm -hmm. and the disconnection from self, from process, from service takes root. Right. And to me, I, I feel that so strong with that polarity of Pisces, you know, if it's in true service to the realms of Pisces, like why are we doing it for the trance or the worship or the feeling? You know, why are we doing the art? Why are we doing the dance? Why are we doing anything that we're doing inside of, of that desire for mastery? You know, even like, why are we doing the relationship? Mm-hmm. Like, why are we, you and I doing this collaboration? Mm-hmm. It's like, because the magic of what we experience in the ways that the archetypes are able to muse through us and how it's radically changed our life and our desire to like find community and share that, you know, create a like culture and a languaging of people that can play within those realms. you like, but then if any of that gets constricted with the actual doing the work, the chop would carry water, the, the actual work or that, desire to perfect and then like need to observe oneself if that gets disconnected then we lose that feeling and we lose the meaning and the purpose and that axis pisces virgo is like the separation and union axis for me like pisces is union it's that great big c it's where your boundaries dissolve and that comes with its whole own you know karmic inheritance, shadow Uh material, whatever. And that Virgo is the separating and that's its great gift. It can dissect this piece and that piece and this piece and then synthesize. Yeah. Like break it apart into its composite aspects in order to resynthesize, to elevate Mercury being the personal octave of Uranus, Uranus, which wants us elevated, wants Mm -hmm. everything in its highest possibility that wants to liberate in Mm -hmm. order to Mm -hmm. make it just as exalted as it could possibly be. And Virgo has that, but it has it through this function of consciousness of separating, which also means it has the potential to feel the most separate and the most self-objectified it becomes its own composite part and then views that with the same critical eye Mm, and so many virgos can get in this in this pain i think of the separation where they're looking at themselves from the outside am i doing the right thing or the wrong thing according to who right i am i showing up the way this person wants me to it's like almost shadow libra in that sense 
or like not shadow Libra, but it's like the dawn of Libra. It's like right before Libra happens. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. And I'm even thinking about the square between Sagittarius and Gemini. Yeah. Like that desire for attunement, that desire to understand and see ourselves and, um, yeah, be reflected to know like consciousness to know itself in the reflection of the other and the reflections and the opposites, you know, but how that Virgo can look at itself and look at its relationships with this critical eye and kind of like put itself almost inside of relationships. I think that could also be specifically reflecting. Mm-hmm. What do I need to perfect? What am I doing wrong? You know, what could I do better? You know, I almost like seek out people yeah. that are going to reject me, mm-hmm. that are harder to, that have a closed heart, that are harder to open, to, to be able to like hyper attune myself to the skills of being able to like, you know, say for instance, even my relationship with nature, you know, it's like mm-hmm. being able to work with the poisonous creatures, the scorpions and the snakes and, you know, sharks or yellow jackets that are reactive, you know, and being able to attune myself in order to be able to learn their language. Mm -hmm. And it's like, I'm finding reflections that are going to challenge that, but are also threatening, you know, and there's something really beautiful about that. And then there's something that also could be in that self-deprecating way. Or almost sadomasochistic. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Give it to me harsh. Mm -hmm. Like give it to me spiky, give it to me poisonous. And the So the consequences are going to like (laughs) be felt, you know? Mm -hmm. And like the belief that that is what makes you better, you know, like, um, then I'm loved. If I get choose to be loved by these these ones, then I'm really special. (laughs) Then I really did it perfect. (laughs) Yeah. Then, you You know, then I'm really worthy. Right. Yeah. You really earned love through your own activity. Right. Then my own, my 10,000 hours have paid off. Yeah. Right. Yes. And I feel like people, you, me, a lot of folks make this game for ourselves all the time. Mm -hmm. Where from that deep sense of, I am not enough. I am unworthy. We create love games for ourselves Mm -hmm. to earn worthiness, to earn love, to earn like a feeling of self-worth. Right. And, um, I think that's that kind of Virgo glitch in the software exactly. a little bit is where instead of going from this ego surrendered place, right? More that Pisces polarity, instead of going in like, I will devote myself to this out of divine love and service. It's like, I will do this as an ego trap. Right. And what I think also is like the, in, in its pure essence, if we're really connected to that Piscean essence of divine love and actual connection, I can really sense out when somebody is processing with me or going into the fire, the relational fires with me because they want to move through it. They want to collaborate. They want that desire for us to both shred the parts of our ego that are disconnecting us or Mm -hmm. creating the, you know, whatever it is, the the two of swords impasse Mm -hmm. and actually be able to connect or are we just like fighting Mm -hmm. to, to feed each other's ego and like shame or keep, keep projections alive, you know, and even trying to win the love 
of someone, they're still so other to you. They're still so separate to you. Mm -hmm. And then all of that 10,000 hours becomes trying to build a bridge to win them back, to get that sense of unity back. But even if you're working towards love, it's still because they're so other. Right. Or even like for me, I used to love harsh criticism from people because it made me feel seen Mm -hmm. and known. You know, like I felt like people were like, oh, you're great. Or like, but you're nice. You know, like people had given me positive feedback, but it always felt so generic to me. Mm -hmm. And so I would seek out people who were maybe even borderline abusive, but Mm -hmm. they were so precise in their verbal abuse towards me. So Mm -hmm. specific. And I loved that. Yeah. You're like, let me take this and (laughs) you create something to perfect myself with. (laughs) First of all, you see me Leo. And second of all, this gives me something to work with, something to improve on, something to be in that game with reality of let Mm -hmm. me show you how worthy I am. If I work really hard, if I'm successful, if I become what you want, then I'll have really done it. The great it. And I'll have won the love of the other, and I won't be separate from them. The other will choose me. Right. And this is why I think the, you know, dopamine. <laughs> I love to talk about dopamine. Very important to talk about. <laughs> and this is why I think it's such a powerful, um, such a powerful chemical for Virgo is because Virgo is all about mastery and perfection. And, um, dopamine is that motivator. It's that molecule of desire. You know, it's helping us. We get dopamine hit so that we can actually achieve something that we can move outside of like our own state of where we are presently or contently and move towards something else. And I think that's a really powerful, um, activator mm-hmm. of that Virgoian desire and what you're speaking to about, Ooh, you see me, even if it's criticism. And then now I can improve myself. We're also being triggered with dopamine a to improve ourselves, but mm-hmm. also B because we're having the experience of being rejected. Mm-hmm. And so we can let our Virgoian like system, our Virgoian desires get hijacked by that desire to not be rejected and to also simultaneously achieve. And I think that dopamine is one of the most powerful molecules Mm. that affect us in a very intoxicating and addictive way. And also it brings us into that Piscean divine bliss, you know, that Leo creative trance. So it gives us, and, and it also leads to sometimes that Libran or Scorpionic, you know, oxytocin, um, neuroepinephrine and the other like love bonding chemicals, you know? So it's, Mm -hmm. there's this, this part to me, like there's this desire to really master dopamine Mm. is like what I feel like my Virgo mission is right now is to be able to really understand that when we're faced with the, um, experience of rejection, that that's triggering our survival need, that that's actually flooding us with all of these chemicals that feel like love or that feel like something that we need to fight for. Mm-hmm. And that can then get caught up in our, you know, ideas around what societal society says is perfect or any childhood trauma. And then we're like hijacked by a trauma system, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and just to be really aware of when these things are happening that we then need to be like, okay, what is really going on here so we can we can mitigate the way we respond 
to those dopamine hits, you know? And that's like the wheel of suffering, right? Like you're just wounding leads to wounding leads to all of this flurry of activity that's all trying to get back to just feeling good. And that to me seems also just like that, that mercury in earth. You know, mm-hmm. the, the mind and the belief systems and, and all of the, the, the brains, you know, neurological processes becoming solidified body and earth reality, mm-hmm. you know, and being able to have boundaries and being that dance of mastery of oneself feels like a real dance with our own neurological functioning. And then being able to really be sober inside of that journey while still maintaining the connection to that intoxicating, psychedelic trance and magic of Pisces, you know, that does help us also um, break down these walls, like break through, um, you know, any of our ideas of consensus reality or any of like our preconceived notions of what we're needing to do because it's like the dance between those those two states I feel like is what really helps us be in this physical form and be I was thinking about that too because this was actually a different conversation that we had where it's like what's kind of fueling so much of this Virgo activity and it seems like a big part of what's behind it is people have a certain high dream of what they're going for you know, like mine might have been in that, like really being seen sort of loveless thing. I think you have this high dream of being in that intense, nuanced martial arts kind of mastery. Another Absolutely. person with a lot of Virgo I know has this ideal state of being in a kind of samadhi. And someone else has this thing of being like an incredibly precise engineer, the person I'm thinking of. Like we all have these certain states that we're trying to attain that are our version of a flow state yeah. that are our trance. And so much of this activity I think is trying to get to that state level one, which like you said, might be trying to heal some of this wounding in the background level two, which might've been the root of what made us feel separate that we can identify three. Um, but that I think sometimes the desire for that high dream creates this intense pressure. And then the belief system that if only we acted a certain way, we could get that high dream, right? Is on the one hand, I think true. I think there's a tremendous amount of personal responsibility and there's also like, you know, being in a continual process of building towards your goals, right? That is empowered to me. But there's also something we've talked about before of like that codependent hook of believing if I take it all on myself and if I do everything right, then reality has to respond. Yeah. Reality, if it's a reflection of me, then I have full control Mm -hmm. (laughs) to like mitigate everything I do, control everything I do, perfect myself, contort myself into the perfect you know. And then you're looking at yourself through the Virgo of, am I doing it? Mm-hmm. And that creates this tremendous inner critic. And then the pressure of the inner critic is so bad that it can lead to, like you said, either sort of obsessive, intensive, trying to do it better or collapse, like fight, flight, freeze, appease. All the coping strategies can come in then because you're dealing with, one, a desire that's so hot and then a pressure 
that's so intense and an inner critic who's so fierce. And that's just a lot to be navigating. Right. And I oftentimes see that with people with really strong Virgo or Pisces placements is that they like ping between this overwhelming amount of pressure where like they're either perfect and they're a ballerina and they're like, you know, contorting themselves and and doing everything they can to be perfect. Or they're just like, their house is messy. They like don't, you know, they're just going off and and like full collapse, you know, and they're oftentimes so sensitive to anything that would trigger that pressure, Mm -hmm. like zero structure, you know, not wanting to put any discipline Full in drug bender. Just, yeah, mm-hmm. totally. Like, mm-hmm. won't devote themselves to any discipline that might sustain their physical or energetic, you know, um, journey into a spiritual, you know, Because if you experience. take even a little bit of it, it opens the door to the whole thing. And right. it's too much. And then I see it too. Like, you know, you have phases where you're doing it. And then you fall off, the critics get loud, and it's like, well, fuck it. Or you also see people that, like, will not do any psychedelics or won't even do intense versions of meditation or even orgasm in a way that, like, truly surrenders. It's like all of these places where you could kind of have the... um, the veils lift or the boundaries dissolve and release into those places of, of ecstasy or surrender are really constricted, Mm -hmm. you know, inside of, um, people with these really strong placements, you know, um, challenges in that Virgo or Pisces. And then the opposite is they're doing it in containers that are like, you know, tons of ketamine at a festival and you're doing breath work all day long and you're like doing all these ancient practices that took however and you're only learning it in a three-day period or whatever, you know, it's just kind of going like off the deep end mm-hmm. with it, blasting completely open, um, you know, falling in love in this super addictive, intoxicating way and then like reeling from it afterwards. Like mm-hmm. why? Oh, it's because I shouldn't have opened. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You know, and we're just thrashed around in back this life. to like just yeah. thrashed around like a dog by its tail. It's rough. It's rough out here. Well, and also that victimization can come in. I think and that's where the Virgo is like, take the responsibility mm-hmm. to like open and surrender but hey also have a fucking container and show some discipline you know and yeah and I think it's also taking responsibility for the desire inside it like Mm. you have a high dream I have a high dream right and then we can just be thrashed around within it like I have Virgo in um I have Uranus and Saturn in the sixth house right and for me just in general I've had this whole process around my work and you know Pluto in the fifth right like there's been so long when I wanted to really do something creative and do a writing thing I tried to be in film for a while and in media and um the dream that I have around being able to produce something creative that I'm really proud of is just so strong and so intense Mm. for me and that the critics that go along with it, the pain that I feel, the pendulum swinging cycles that I go around feeling like I'm not doing it, Mm -hmm. um, or it's not happening or I'm trying, but not succeed. All of the pain stories that go around with it Mm. are exactly that pinging back and forth. And I watch myself be like, I'm going to write every single day. I'm going to study film editing 
I'm going to, you know, for hours and hours, I'm going to sign up for this expensive course. I'm going to run every day and do this and do all the things and eat right and drink water and get sleep and be highly structured. Go from that to fuck it. I just need to surrender. And the mind is tricky. That mercury of earth is tricky because my mind is like, no, I need to surrender. I'm being too forceful with this. I'm pushing too hard. I need to relax and let it emerge and commune Mm. with the Pisces muses. And then that doesn't happen. And I get frustrated. And really what helps me is taking personal responsibility, not for a new strategy of how to attain the goal, mm. but for, um, the desire itself mm. and for the fact that I have karma around it and I'm going to have patterns around it mm. and all kinds of ego stories and beliefs around it. And in that whole storm, there is a calm point. Right. And within that thing of wanting to write, there is an embodied mercurial process of sitting down and writing and just being in very humble practice with it, mm-hmm. which is what I think is that Virgo is so emphasizing service mm-hmm. and it requires so much humility. And I think it's because when you're in that egoic roller coaster, it can take you a million fucking places at once. Mm-hmm. And all of those things are actually just getting in the way of sitting down and doing things, right? Just getting things done. And, you know, it's interesting. I have this client of mine who has also a high dream of being like an expert in their chosen field. And I was relating to them so much because they were saying sometimes when they get, you know, want, when they want to be better at what they're trying to do and they're asking their collaborators, how can I improve? People will be like, you did great. You did so good. You're so hard on yourself. And it's so aggravating because it seems like the goal that their colleagues are identifying is to help that client feel better in the moment, to help Mm. them relax, feel better, feel okay about it. Right. Stop beating yourself up. Whereas my client's goal is excellence. Right. And no one is helping them be excellent. Like they're not able to actually identify the true desire or ask. They're not supporting the the real goal. Yeah. You know, like, do you think Beyonce, great Virgo, like, do you think when Beyonce is like, I don't think that track was good enough or I didn't, I like want my dance performance to be better. Do you think people are like, Beyonce, don't be so hard on yourself. Maybe, but Beyonce is a motherfucking Virgo and she overrides it. It's like, no, I'm going to fucking bust my ass and work harder. I'm going to demand everyone on my team do the same. And I think that's that thing. It's like, how can you be like, ah, Virgo, I think can sometimes that inner critic, that shame, that, you know, chaos or whatever that they create out of that, those dynamic responses can call for people around them to say like, stop being so hard on yourself, calm down. And that's important because like when I'm there, I do need to to not be so hard on myself. I do need to value what I'm, you know, there's so much that I have done, what I have done, yada, yada. That's true. (laughs) Yada, yada. (laughs) It's my burger. There you go. (laughs) But, um, but I also need support to actually be grounded and focused and like have be in relationship with my mercury to be on the path to achieving my goals for real, not on some big blown out, pay me $10,000 for the masterclass of whatever. Not on like, if you do this strict system every single day for 30 days, like actual practical, get out of my own way, let it happen. 
And part of, you know, what I'm learning about the, the dopamine is they were also calling it in this book that I was reading, it was the molecule of, um, more. And the dopamine is being that I want more. I see the high dream. I want to do it. I have all the energy. I have the resources to be able to go for it. You know, the, the work or whatever it is, it's, you're getting the dopamine surges actually in that process of that self-actualization and mastery, that high dream, um, journey. Right. But the H and N is what they call it. The here and now neurotransmitters is the neurotransmitters. That's actually a different part of our um, our neurological system that is helping us to be content, to be satisfied, to be relational, to be emotional, to be present, you know? And so we're able to, if we're, that's why I always think it's this, this Virgo Pisces Mm -hmm. axes. Like if we're able to access, not just, I will let myself have the Pisces in the future. I will let myself have the opportunity to be emotional and present and content and to be grounded in this experience of the journey only after I've succeeded. I think Virgo does that a lot sometimes in its more shadowy hijacked form, you know, but if we're able to realize like for me, just a, a practice that I like to do when I'm making music is I will spend however much time making the structure. I'm writing the song. I'm, I'm getting the rhythm on the frame drum. I'm doing what I need to do to get that song into its presentable form, right? It needs a structure to be able to share it. And then after that, I spend a certain amount of time to go into the trance where there's no words, there's no, there's just jamming or there's just me speaking in a star language. You know, it's just me really allowing that, that Piscean channel to flow. And so that it's not just after I get the CD made, mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm showing my age <laughs> by saying that, but, um, it's like in the journey, I'm going to have these, these moments where I allow myself both of those experiences yeah you know and sometimes there's that harshness of Virgo I keep coming back to this week was the harshness is that in order to do that there's sometimes I'm very relational you know Mariah mm -hmm. <laughs> can relate <laughs> um it's sometimes very hard to actually do the structure or make the achievement because if there's somebody that has something I will drop everything to show the fuck up for them or to be present. It's like, I'm like, I'm always like, what else are we doing? <laughs> you mm -hmm. know, there's this Piscean part of me that's just, what else are we doing here? This is what I'm doing everything for anyways. Mm -hmm. And yet sometimes that can completely derail me from getting my book written, doing, doing the thing that I'm actually doing that is actually serving that high dream. And so to find that balance, I think is just such a crucial uh, dance yeah between the the Virgo Pisces soul very much so because you're saying it's like yeah you can go help this person over here do something and it'll feel good and immediate and right then you'll get all of those you know relational hits and like uh, mm -hmm. that you did a good thing you know whatever <laughs> you know what I mean like whatever that Virgo wants I think you can get it I think and I think actually that's part of Virgo it can get in general you're talking about a bigger thing but just applying it to Virgo I think it can get really drawn in to trying to help during these crisis moments. Oh, which is an addiction to a dopamine or it can be exactly. And it can be like such the, the master masterful skill of that to be able to be that in those moments of crises. 
And I think that's what's so attractive to the Virgo is because it's so immediate and it feels so good and you're using all of your faculties to address a problem in the moment to be of service for the other and it creates this huge validation of purpose and this skill set too that I think not a lot of people have like not a lot of people are able to um, always act react as efficiently and skillfully inside of those really high peak moments Um, but there's something about that, that you were saying too just of how that I feel is relevant to now on how the Virgo is is all about service and yet it's also about that masterful desire for self-actualization and I think sometimes that those two desires inside of Virgo like they are connected but sometimes I think they get separated in the fact that the Virgo can like emphasize so much on being of service and being perfect for the other or being purposeful something to offer the collective you know that's worthy um, that I think that it actually stops the self, like the true authentic, like if you imagine Beyonce, like she is fucking, she is a service to humanity, but like she is on her mission of perfection herself. Like she, it's like the world standards and then there's the Virgo standards. It's like way above, you know, and we're almost like we have this whole different, you know, kind of like, it's like the goals are like different. I think with that Virgo is like, it's really trying to bring us out there, you know, to the next state of of evolution of ourselves. Right. But like, if we can get so focused on that service, then we can really derail like the true authentic evolution of the self. Mm -hmm. What is that true offering? You know, I think we were talking about this just the other day of, of how, you know, massage or, um, you know, psychology therapy, like all of these, um, even, you know, singers or any, anything that we think is like, this is like my mission. This is my passion. You know, any passion for self-evolution can then so quickly lose its magic when it starts to be so much of service that it starts to extract from it. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And I just think that that balance between really being able to offer oneself of service, because the Virgo can go the other way and be like, not quite ready yet. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's not perfect yet. I'm not going to offer it yet. And then there's that, like, constriction of the, like, Leo expression inside of that, you know, need for perfection, right? Mm-hmm. And so it's like that that balance of being able to go for what you're really being called that true call of the soul that gives you the, the, what I consider the real dopamine, you know, the real dopamine will actually like, we'll be able to know my desire is to know the difference between the trauma infused dopamine and Mm -hmm. society hijacked, uh, dopamine and the actual soul dopamine that guides us on what is really authentic for us in the Mm -hmm. moment and in the high dream, Mm -hmm. in the journey to the high dream. And then how do we offer it of service along the way? And how does that also then feed, feed us and feed that journey instead of it just becoming then once was a passion, once was an offering that was true, and now it's become something stale and it's 
only taking from the bank account of what was there, of once, once was really alive, you know? And another side of that too, of like, how do you make your passions, the, those deep soul passions, like less hot, you know, that you can actually like look at them and do them. And that's what I think the maturity and the harshness of Virgo comes in, the sobriety of Virgo and my desire recently to really, really understand my uh, beautiful dance with dopamine mm-hmm. <laughs> is is to be able to really understand where am I truly vulnerable yeah. to those hijacking mm-hmm. um, dopamine hits or those hijacking societal dogmas and conditionings. What are those relational or work-oriented triggers that could hijack that mm-hmm. you know and how do I create an actual container that's within range mm-hmm. for me to and the relationship of time because if the Pisces is the trance is always now and the Virgo I think you're saying there's ways to incorporate that trance of now into what's happening but there's a lot of just going back to what we were saying like maybe being like I am not going to engage in this relational thing that's really um seems really like enticing whether positively or negatively, it's like drawing my energy to something that's going to happen right now versus like, no, I'm going to put my energy into something that's going to not feel good now, you know, like learning to do a new skill, right. sitting down to do shit alone in your room doesn't always feel good. It right. doesn't always feel like the it best It doesn't feel good do when there's all your friends asking you who dance. <laughs> yeah. And you're like, no, I have to stay in and practice something I suck at. Like, no, I have to humble myself to suck at something for a certain number of hours to even begin to be proficient. Or it's that another experience to me that I have experienced a lot is that I actually want nothing more than to do that. And it's the hijacking. God has blessed your ADHD. I know. (laughs) My ADHD. Seriously, be with me and be like, it's so horrible. When I start to draw, I just want to draw for 10 hours. I was like, you have attained the creative flow state that most people long for their entire lives. And you're like, darn, it distracted me. It blows my mind that it's like... Like, I have a hard time going and hanging out with people when I'm (laughs) being creative because I will not even go to the bathroom or eat. That's like a fucking nirvana attained. I just can't. I feel like I feel like in a Virgo sense, you don't value that ability. No, I love it. Own. And <laughs> and sometimes there's other things to do, like make money. <laughs> but um, no, I love. I lo- I do. Thank you for saying that. I really mm-hmm. love this part. And yet, there's this way in which my my hijacking could be like I want nothing more than to to go and do. Like, I'm like, I need to produce my music right now, or I need to go write my book. And instead, I get caught in some relational thing. Mm -hmm. And my actual dopamine system is trying to pull me away from that. Right. And because I have this service-oriented, or hold space perfectly, or, like, be, you know, there for the emotional process thing, I will stay past my boundary with it Mm -hmm. to where it then derails me and gets me into something that then ends up being more expensive for me in the long run, way more expensive. And we always think it's not going to be that much. It's just five more minutes, but you know, the, the costs of these patterns have really shown me just, especially when they're a karmic, like, request from the gods (laughs) you know when you look at your chart and it's like you need to learn this you've come for this and for me I am definitely 
on this Aries mission, mm-hmm. you know, in the eighth house is like, man, your energy, like learn to learn this energy of individuality and deep merchant alchemy and our energy system really tells that tell it really tells me when I'm really in authenticity or not and and it's there's all these tricks along the way that I've been finding the trickster inside of the dopamine Mm -hmm. is one of them but um and like you were saying, it's like, if you really are listening to that deeper calling, then what's the service? Is it holding space for this person right now? Or is it like following your energy and listening to that right. other guiding principle? And that's why I go back to like, if that Virgo is constantly connected to that Piscean realm, to me, it's always easier for me to know that I... I'm okay with being harsh when I remember it's like, who am I of service to? If I know something is feeding the realms of the dragons, I am like able to make those harsh interpersonal or even take the like, you know, projections or whatever rejections of the interpersonal dynamics that, that can occur, you know? Yeah. And I just see the other side where like when I'm in my Virgo stuff, I can get into that shadow Pisces of just addiction and fantasy and screen escapism and watching you know non-stop movies binge watching right why just try too hard for perfection that's all perfection <laughs> and it's like it hurts too much like I need to like curl up in a ball and let like the big wave of whatever pass over me and it's weird because in evolutionary astrology Jeffrey with Green and other people too they say that sort of master slave dynamic is also present in Virgo like there is something weird about how power happens. Like I always think it's like, even if you think of wholeness theory, someone's inner critic voices has to be an absolute equal and opposite reaction to their power because it has to be the exact amount of inner critic is capable of holding in the exact amount of whatever's trying to come through. That's Mm -hmm. what keeps it in. That's what keeps it stagnant. So let's say you have a hundred units of wanting to do X, you know, thing, then you need a hundred units or 110 units of inner critic, keeping you from doing it, keeping you Mm -hmm. repressed. And so there's actually so much power in an inner critic and in process work, a lot of what you try and do is you have people embody or sound or tap into just the energy, the sheer amount of energy that's in their inner criticism, because right now it's happening to the person holding them down, but it's them. Totally. I love that you're saying this. And also like the, the power inside of the fear, you know, the energy inside of the fear that also like fuels the inner critic so much. Like for me, it's like been so liberating to just be like, be a fucking bitch, you know, or let them die. <laughs> you know, it's like, it sounds so intense. And sometimes Our it's like, version of letting people die is like, I'm going to tell you it's time for me to go to bed now as opposed <laughs> to keep listening to you. Just making simple, normal boundaries to where people are still like, you're going way above and beyond. And I'm just like, I just have to be a crazy psycho bitch that lets them die. <laughs> And it really feels but I think it's like, like I had to get to that point. Because it's like now your inner monologue <laughs> to do has it. to because your inner monologue has to match the power of that critic. 
your critic is like, you have to stay there and hold space mm-hmm. and or, you, or they are going to die. <laughs> yeah. That's the edge, right? That's the edge voice yeah. is like, if you leave, they'll die. If you abandon them, they'll die yeah. and you'll have to live with that survivor's guilt for the rest of your life. That's what lives at our edges are really hugely intense voices, belief systems, emotions, fears, that's what's exactly. there. So you actually do need a voice inside that says it's okay to let them die just to be able to go to bed when it's time for your body to rest. Yeah. And just owning that has been just so fucking good. You Delicious, know? Yeah. But I think that power thing is strange because Virgo has the tendency within the Virgo archetype is both the master and the slave. So I think there is both that master, right? In a sense, a lot of us without a huge amount of personal work and often even with a huge amount of personal work are slaves to our inner critic masters. Mm. Who are, our energy bodies are usually slaves to the masters of our goals who are like whipping us around, telling us to do things. And we're like, Which yeah, in your chart, you want to look at I your will. Pluto and your Saturn to get a little clue <laughs> of the archetypal <laughs> face, <laughs> the archetypal energy of your slave master. Mm-hmm. You might also find this in characters in your life, such as your lovers, your siblings, <laughs> your, your <dad>. parents, <laughs> mean teachers. <laughs> <laughs> right? These are the people. Yeah. And they, they, they become your internalized, um, figures. Yeah. And also I think internalized when, when Virgo is on that other side of feeling judgy and bitchy, and I know the right way to do it, they can also be really master and everyone else is their little plebeian peasant slaves Ooh. who are like doing it so incompetently. Oh, guilty. <laughs> okay, I'm, I'm so it's like gonna start owning you? it in case anyone gets triggered. <laughs> so it's like you'll try to manage my judgy bitchiness of the incompetence of humanity, but for not like living up to your Virgoian standards. Yeah, I'm letting the Pisces, the Pisces, beautiful nature of the creatures thrive. <laughs> And that's where it can also get, you know, very hijacked by Mm -hmm. service. Right. Martyrdom. Saviorism. And then all of a sudden, there you go. A hip hop, skip, and a jump, and all of a sudden, now you're a slave. Yeah. How fucked up are archetypes? Totally. They contain these things. They hold, like, all the different sides of things. I finally realized it, and, like, literally since I was a baby (laughs) spending so much of my energy being of service, trying to save and help humanity heal. Um, to then realize that so much of my energy just goes into the very patterns that are enslaving them, you know, like to see the vital life force energy going to save the victim, then watch it funnel right into the like hypothetical or energetic perpetrator, go into its like heroin toxic needle and shove it right back into the victim and just watch that like, holy shit, if we are in this dynamic, we are always going to maintain this toxic geometry. Like we must liberate ourselves from all of the roles even if one of them feels better than the other. 
You know. And that takes also like clearing out a lot of those belief systems. Exactly. A lot of those karmic roles. And for me, being really in touch with that dance between the service and what is truly authentic for like my desires. Like what am I really wanting to express and create and to to self-actualize into and offer is like needs to be in balance or liberated from just that illusion of service. The journey of Virgo is so deep. It's so deep. <laughs> I would like to just say as we're wrapping up, my last my last thing I want to put in there about Virgo that was so fucking deep. Welcome to Soul Dynamics of Virgo. I also just want to put in our prayer bundle to you, dear Virgo. Mm. Um, that Virgos are fucking hilarious. <laughs> like the they have that Mercury, that wordplay, that joke ability that like scramble your brain that point some shit out and make you laugh about your deepest traumas they have that power we're so connected babe <laughs> i was literally thinking about pointing this out like right in the very beginning because oh i was goodness. like we never think about the hilarious like trickster of virgo but it's mercury it's mercury and the, the story that comes to my mind is just how you were making fun of me for like trying to be perfect and me literally thinking like I said my Virgo is my rising and I literally have this image of myself like I'm this like martial artist dynamic feng shui like moving with precision and poiseness and I'm always striving for this really and it's part of the high dream it's part of the high dream and and there's a lot of me that can't be at this and yet I'm also this crazy trickster that is like moving really intensely and a full-blown Aries ADHD total gesture yeah whirlwind force of nature 10 billion cylinders firing at once (laughs) and in my brain I'm like standing here with this poise like holding this like in a tai chi form on a cliff side like with seven arms each holding a tool being used in perfect precision <laughs> and Mariah was just making fun of me like who in your life thinks of you and she's like doing this posture of me holding a paintbrush you know thinks of you like this like is it your clients and I'm laughing and I'm like not even them <laughs> not your friends not your family not your lovers no <laughs> Which one is Arakai? This one with a paintbrush moving at the speed of a slug. <laughs> or is it this, like, wild creature, like, fucking 17 hands and feet climbing a wall all over the place? <laughs> like, everyone knows it's the second one. <laughs> Even the client. And, and somehow that is Virgo. So I don't know. I don't know where the, um... <laughs> I don't know what the, the, the like lesson inside of that is for everyone <laughs> and myself. But I think it's like, what makes the second one wrong? Like, why are you? It's my Virgo perception of what is right, and I think that's where it's like that mercurial thing can get a little, you know, the, the thought forms can get a little crazy, a little detached from the material reality of what's true. Nature of Mercury in physical form is like a fucking wild Hanuman monkey, like <laughs> flying through all these dimensions of reality and like bringing it into physical form (laughs) oh my goodness but you know case in point yeah (laughs) case in point y'all 
I think that's a great place to end it. So good to be with you. So good to be with you. So good to be with everybody. Power, power, power to the Virgos. And so much love.